0: It's time for You Better You Bet. We'll give you an edge to beat the spread and so much more. What do we call that? Wagertainment. It's You Better You Bet from BetQL.
1: Hour number three, You Better You Bet. PJ Glasser Ryan Horvat here with you. We are still on Stadium.com with you for the next hour, so make sure you go to watch stadium. And you can check us out there. Of course, we're still on twitch.tv slash and youtube.com backslash sports as well. Sirius Channel 160 and Sirius XM 205. Ryan, right before he we went to break, I was giving my thoughts on Steelers and Bills. And I really, I mean, 10's a lot of points. I just worry that, you know, Pittsburgh kind of will keep this thing close early and then Buffalo will sort of break it open late. The total has been flip flopping all over the place. It opened at like 37, got as low as 35 and a half, then it went to 36 and a half, now it's at 36. So it feels like, you know, it's bouncing around like that's a pretty good total. I just kind of want to bet the Steelers in the first quarter. I think they keep it close. Then I want to get out. What are are your thoughts? Yeah.
0: If I'm going to back the Steelers, it's probably first half. I mean, 10, 10 and a half is pretty tempting just because of the injuries, even for Buffalo, like Gabe Davis dealing with the PCL injury. He hasn't been ruled out yet. He only had two targets in that last game though. Uh, I do like Shakir a lot though, man. He caught all six of his targets for 105 yards. They don't have any of his props up yet. I want to look at his receiving yards. Um, And then Rasul Douglas, you know, because they already lost Trey White uh, in their secondary for the season, and I thought that was one of the better pickups, getting him from Green Bay. He's dealing with an injury. I like Buffalo, obviously, in the game. I just, I don't know how much they're going to want to show in this game. We have the weather. We have such a low total, 35 and a half. Um, so, you know, usually if we have a low total like that and I'm getting double digits with a Mike Tomlin team, I'm back in the Steelers, but it's just the injuries. That defense isn't the same, obviously, without TJ Watt, who's out for the year. And I like Alex Highsmith. I like Marcus Golden. They're second and third on the team in sacks, but they have a combined 11 sacks, which is eight less than just Watt had himself. I mean, I think he's the best pass rusher in the league. It looks like Mika Fitzpatrick's going to be able to play. He Mm -hmm. hasn't played since week 15. Getting him back will be big. But uh, yeah, it'd probably be first half with Pittsburgh. Here's a game I haven't done anything with yet, though. I have the Buffalo future, so I'm just staying away from this one as of right now.
1: Yeah, I uh, I would just take the Steelers in the first quarter. I, the game I feel the least confident about, whether it's it's side or total. I mean, if you want to throw the Bills money line and like a parlay or something, give yourself a little extra juice. I think that's a good look. I, I would be I would be stunned if the Steelers win this game and I'd be terrified because then that means they get Baltimore next week. And Luke over there is shaking his head and I'd be
0: very nervous about that game. Like as shocked as I would be if they won this game, I wouldn't because it's Buffalo and um Yeah, it's Buffalo, so it really wouldn't surprise me. And it's Mike Tomlin, and it's the Steelers. It would remind me a little bit of a couple years ago, not a couple years ago, a long time ago now, when Tim Tebow won that playoff game for Denver.
1: Well, see, yeah, that's true.
0: I mean... Because nobody wants to see... No offense, Luke. Nobody wants to see the Steelers team advance in the playoffs. Correct. They're not a very fun watch. No,
1: they're not... But uh, if you are a big underdog, like Josh Allen's the kind of quarterback that you want to go up against because you know you're pretty much guaranteed some kind of turnover, which is going to help you, right? And then that could easily turn into, like, three or four turnovers. So you don't want to play against, like, Mahomes if you're a big favorite or or a big underdog. You don't want to play against, like, the Niners who are so efficient on offense. Like, you want Josh Allen, the high-variance quarterback, who— Yeah, he could throw five touchdowns, and the Bills could win this game by 30. Nobody would be shocked. Or he could have four turnovers, and people would be like, yeah, I could see that too.
0: Yeah, I mean, like this is actually probably best-case scenario, as crazy as it sounds. They're double-digit dogs for Pittsburgh, because you're going to play in a matchup where you have 25 to 30-mile-per-hour wins, and you have a low total, and you know what you want to do. Najee Harris has been awesome the last three weeks of the season. The offensive line's been a lot better, and you can run on Buffalo. They're 17th in rushing defense, and they're 24th in EPA per rush. 14th and success rate allowed so you could run the ball on them a little bit so if the Steelers like you said if they're able to take the ball away a couple times yeah maybe they are alive in this game but I can't do it man
1: if Mason Rudolph <laughs> wins this game is he the Steelers starting quarterback in week one next year
0: if he wins just
1: this game just this game loses to the Ravens no no okay.
0: I still think it would be Pickett, or else they would move on I now, don't think you could go into next season with Mason Rudolph. Okay. I, I don't think so.
1: I don't either, but it would certainly be interesting if he ends up winning this game, and he's uh, 4-0 since he's taken over as a starter. All right, Ryan, let's get to your Packers against Dallas. We were talking about this game yesterday. Absolutely love it for props. The first thing I looked at, Brandon Aubrey field goals today. I got it yesterday, minus 125. It's up to minus 150 now. So people are thinking what we're thinking, that Brandon Aubrey, two or more field goals. Absolutely love that. Jordan Love over rushing yards. We talked about that yesterday. Only seven and a half. Really like that. Now you go back and look at Jordan Love's game logs this season. It's like very hit or miss. He'll have some games where he really doesn't run. Then he'll have some games where he'll rush for like 23 yards, 31 yards, something like that. What I like about the 7.5 is he could get that on one run. Yeah, And and he's probably not going to take a knee in this game, right? Because they're probably going to be trailing and they'll have to play catch up. And if they do win this game, they'll probably have to drive him down the field at the end to set up a game-winning field goal or maybe win it with the touchdown. So Jordan Love over 7.5 rushing yards. I really, really like. Uh, CeeDee Lamb's probably going to have a big game. The 96.5 yards, like, that's a lot. That feels about right. I think the guy you were talking about was Jake Ferguson yeah. at 40 and a half. Because, I mean, as you're going to talk about, Joe Barry and the Packers defense, like they they struggle against tight ends and they like giving up stuff over the middle of the field.
0: Yeah, Joe Barry, the last couple games of the season in the divisional games against Minnesota and against Chicago, the defense was much better. They also they made some adjustments. The Packers, you know, traditionally play a bunch of soft zone. That's what Joe Barry does. And they played more man and they got natural pressure on Justin Fields. I mean, they had four guys with the sack in that game. So you look at that game, you look at the game against Minnesota, and you remember, you know, Minnesota's on their third, fourth quarterback of the season. But, man, I just can't get the taste of the Carolina game, the Tampa Bay game. I mean, Tommy DeVito, Baker Mayfield, and Bryce Young had their best games of the season over the last six weeks against that Joe Barry defense. And now you're going against the Cowboys. So I like the CD Lamb props, but seven and a half receptions minus 140 is not something I want to do right now. I love Jake Ferguson. I mean, Green Bay struggles against tight ends. Mm-hmm. They struggle against slot receivers. So I'll go with the uh, softer number with Ferguson. I think he gets in the end zone in this game as well. As far like I really like Dallas at six and a half or seven. Anything over a touchdown, though, scares me a little bit just because Green Bay had a clean injury report other than A.J. Dillon didn't practice today. That means they might get Christian Watson back. Mm. Wicks is playing out of his mind right now. They have the youngest wide receiver room in the league, but they're playing pretty damn good right now. And that's right now, you can move the ball on Dallas, like 27th in success rate since week 12. They're 29th allowed on dropbacks. And Jordan Love's playing his best football, and he's pushing the ball down the field. So maybe Green Bay keeps this game close. I can't make the case for them to win this one unless they take the ball away. And I think Dak's going to play a clean game against that defense. Um, but I do like props a lot in this one.
1: Ryan, I, I think I would probably take Green Bay plus the seven and a half. I had to choose the game. You know, everybody's gonna have Dallas money line and their parlays, right? They're probably gonna put the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Cowboys together and some because people are gonna be scared off of the Lions, Eagles, and the Browns-Texans game, right? Because those are like field goal type games. But the big favorites, they're all going to parlay together. You know one of those dogs is going to give one of the favorites a game. I think it's going to be Green Bay. Like, here's the thing about Dallas, right? And we talked about you can't trust them in these big spots. You remember years ago when the Bengals had Andy Dalton... And, you know, the knock on Andy and Marvin Lewis and the Bengals, they couldn't win any playoff games. Yeah, they'd
0: win 12 games, 11 games every year and win the division, but then they get bounced right away.
1: Right. And yeah. it was those prime time, like Monday night games at home where they would always lose in the regular season. One o'clock on a Sunday, fine. Dallas, look at them in the regular season this year. When it's the one o'clock, 425 games in Dallas, they're great, they're awesome. Put him in prime time, though. Put him in that slot against Seattle on Thursday night at home. Only a six-point win. Put him against Detroit that Saturday night game at home. Only a one-point win. Probably should have lost. When the lights are bright and Dallas is at home and they play against a competent team, I I, I can't trust them in big spots. Just like you couldn't trust Andy Dalton and the Bengals in big spots. I mean, it's a
0: big number now that we uh, crossed the key number you know now that we crossed seven we're sitting there at seven and a half and I mean it reached eight it touched eight and then it went right back to seven and a half I would say Green Bay probably has the coaching advantage as far as head coach LaFleur over Mike McCarthy but Mike McCarthy's been there more he has the Super Bowl ring Um, and then on the defensive side of the ball though Dan Quinn has the clear advantage over Joe Barry I think Joe Barry is the worst defensive coordinator in the league and I just, I don't know if I trust them to play more, man. And I don't know if they have the horses to play more, man, right? Like Eric Stokes, probably not going to be available in this game. I like Jair Alexander. He's your shutdown corner, but he hasn't had a really great season. So it's, I don't know, man. For me, I still, I still, yeah, I think Dallas, I think Dallas is the side. I'm not going to do it at seven and a half, but if that, if that goes back down to seven, I'm probably going to play some Dallas here.
1: All right, Rams and Lions. I know we're all excited for this one. Stafford's return to Detroit. Lions are minus three. This was minus three, minus 120 yesterday, Ryan. Now it's minus three, minus 115 for the Lions. Feels like everybody's on the Rams in this game. It's not scaring me off. I'd take them plus three. I'd take a money line. I think they win the game. I think they're the better team. The way I look at it, I think both offenses are comparable. Both are elite. Lions and Rams, they can score on anybody. They're really good. I trust the Rams' defense more than I do that Lions' defense. And I trust Sean more. as a head coach than i do dan campbell i like dan campbell But I think his aggression can really hurt him at times. McVay's been to two Super Bowls. He's won a Super Bowl with Stafford. They know what it takes. This hostile environment isn't going to rattle them. And Jared Goff, you know, we talk about the aggression with Dan Campbell. Is Jared Goff going to do some uncharacteristic things in a revenge game for him, right? Yeah. Because the Rams basically told you, basically told Jared Goff, we're going to find somebody who we think is better than you. We don't think we can win a Super Bowl with you, even though Jared Goff took them to a Super Bowl they basically said no we want to go find somebody better so does Jared Goff do some things uncharacteristic does he try and be a little over aggressive? I I would worry about that so uh I really like the Rams in this game man I like all the puka props I think this is going to be a puka kind of game yeah I would also look at Jameer Gibbs anytime touchdown at minus 115 as well um I think it's going to be an awesome game but I, I really do like the Rams my favorite bet of the week plus the three
0: Yeah, and usually this would be a spot because I feel like I have Jared Goff all figured out, right? You don't like Jared Goff on the road. You don't like him in windy or cold conditions. You don't like him outside of a dome, and you definitely hate Jared Goff if he's going to be under pressure because that's when uh, he makes some mistakes. He's great from a clean pocket. He's great from play action, and he's great when they're able to run the ball. But, man, I look at this matchup, and since the bye, you know, there's only one offense in the league better than the Los Angeles Rams right now, and it's the San Francisco 49ers. They're second in DVOA. And the Lions' defense hasn't been really good. They could stop the run, and they could get after the quarterback. And, you know, that's when you worry about Matthew Stafford. I know you want him thrown from a clean pocket. But, man, they just have so many weapons. Kyron Williams looks awesome right now. Cooper Cup looks like Cooper Cup again. And then Puka. Um, You know, if it's not for C.J. Stroud, he's the rookie of the year. What he's done this season is ridiculous. And also, like, when I'm betting on these teams, if I'm looking at a dog, like, you keep bringing up the Giants and Minnesota. Giants the second half of the season were on fire And Minnesota was struggling. And I'm looking at teams that are trending in the right direction. The Rams have won seven of their last eight games since that bye. Their only loss, that was the last time I bet against the Rams, it was the Ravens game. And they lost in overtime. They've scored at least 31 points in their last six games. Um, And defensively, like, yeah, you could attack their passing. uh, You could attack the secondary. But they're pretty good against the run. Like, the last eight weeks of the season, they're top ten against the run. And the Lions have some injuries. Sam Laporta, Khalif Raymond. Uh, both got hurt. I don't think either of those guys go. So they might be able to hold their own, uh, own against Gibbs and Montgomery. Stop the run, force Jared Goff to beat them, and that's that's how you beat the Lions. So I like the Rams a lot, even at three.
1: We got some breaking news on the show. Why? I, and this is, a, this is a bomb that I'm about to drop. Nick Saban just retired. Is this real? I, yeah, it is. Chris Lowe? Chris Lowe. And Adam Schefter just quote tweeted it. I am shook
0: right now. Wow. Nick Saban retiring now it, that's that funny because um crazy because I mean um he was clearly outcoached by Harbaugh in the college football playoffs yep. but I also think this was his best coaching job and it's official because I, I just saw it on the bottom line breaking news there you go Alabama head coach Nick Saban Holy. is retiring well do we need, got
1: Mark Drumheller do you coming need a minute next- Paige are you gonna cry on the air? So Luke Luke just texted me and he's like, Check your phone. He's like messaging and
0: I was like, so I pulled up my phone and I'm like, Oh who I almost my did the computer thing that I'm not allowed to do. Who gets that job? Does Dabo leave I mean Clemson, you see the recruiting oh class that's coming in right now. goodness. I've always thought that when uh, when Saban leaves, that Dabo takes over. Man, Nick Saban retiring. I think this was his best coaching it. job.
1: I agree with you, Ryan. And everybody, like I talked to around the, uh, you know, all my buddies who follow like the program closely, they thought it'd be like a couple years. And you didn't think Saban would go out on a loss, right? You thought, obviously, you knew he'd have good teams. That That is stunning. That it is. That is stunning. It is. So, man, especially after the COVID year, you know, it felt like people – just, like, Nick Saban almost, like, missed football, right? Like, being in the trenches of it, that's that's insane. Greatest,
0: wow. uh, in my opinion, I'm going to say the GOAT, the greatest college football coach of all time. I'm also shocked. I thought he'd at least be around a couple more years. Um, because, like, immediately after that game, you know, a lot of the debate talk shows, everything was like, will Nick Saban ever win a national championship? And everybody was answering no. And I was like, are these people crazy? Like, this wasn't even a good, it wasn't a great Alabama team. I'd say it was a good Alabama team. I mean,
1: what? that is insane. I, to answer your question, I don't know who's gonna take over. I would love D'Amico Ryan's former Bama player. Love what he's doing with the Texans. But that's what about just not Lane
0: Train? Oh God! I'm kidding. No, yeah. It, there's no. no shot. You
1: know, I want Kellen DeBoer. Love him.
0: This is insane. Uh, uh yeah. Did, so Nick Saban is retiring.
1: God, who do they even get, Ryan? Because they just lost their defensive coordinator. To does Bill Belichick go take over Alabama? Is this what happens? Is saving stepping down because Vrabel got fired, and then he saw his buddy is now, you know, in a little trouble there in New England. Does Belichick take over in
0: Tuscaloosa? Probably not. I don't know, man, because, like, he would have to work year-round, and he's getting older, too. He like, is. that's the difference. Like, in the NFL, yeah. you get an season, right? In college football, especially now in college football, you don't. You're on a recruiting not, trail. I do not want Lane Kiffin at all. I
1: don't know who I want. Oh, my goodness. Oh, people are calling Pete Carroll. me. My uh, phone's blowing I, dude, up. I geared, this is
0: just ridiculous. I think it's going to be dabble. Ridiculous. I think he's going to leave Clemson, and he's going to take this job. Man, we'll maybe see. They go, maybe they go Tommy Reese, interim head coach. I'm kidding, of course. We'll see. Wow. Mark Nick Drumheller
1: Saban. joins us next. We'll talk about the Nick Saban news and NFL Wild Card Weekend. You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM.